And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, a lot less icy, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. Because it's Friday, I'm going to take some liberties, okay? Because we had three... Really bizarre days, and yesterday was kind of a comeback day. So if you didn't hear, by the way, the show yesterday, yesterday's show was live. So you didn't hear it on the podcast, you should hear it. So it was a good show. Uh, But here's the bottom line. I'm going to take a little liberties. I've done some of this before. Some of you have heard this before. It doesn't bother me to repeat. In fact, I love what Paul said, as well as what Peter said, to write the same things to you indeed is uh, helpful for you. And it's just like I just feel like sometimes the Lord has us do repetitive things, though I'm not sure it's for you as much as it is for me. So uh, we're not going to touch on each person in the New Testament, but we are going to look at a person in the New Testament trying to help us understand these brothers in the Lord Jesus Christ and understand their lives. So we examine the life of the longest living apostle, John. He is one of the big three, Peter, James, and John. Actually, he wrote about 20% in the New Testament. However, two dominant themes that John existed in are the primary focus of his ministry. You know what they are? They're called love and believe. He uses these phrases, listen to this, about a hundred times in the gospel, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, as well as Revelation. Wow. But before you think of St. John as the perfect dude, take a diligent step back. John had multiple excellent characteristics that were good. He also had some bad attributes, too. So we review three of his best and three of his worst qualities. But an undertaught reality is that John was a true blue kind of guy. He, he was part owner of a fishing business. He was a regular guy that Jesus took hold of. Jesus made him a force for the kingdom. Hey, that applies to you and to me too. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Yes. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive, so much more. Hey, 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 we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org, right here on my third, no, it's 19 cents, my 19 cent Chromebook, right here. It used to be 39 cents, but now it's 19 cents. David, see, D-A-V-I-D, King David without the king. <laughs> then the at sign. And then he must increase from John 330.org because we're a nonprofit. You can uh, email us. You can text us 214 210 8483. 
That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, when you call, Oh, somebody's going to like this one. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite D, I'm going to tell you in the audience what it's like for people to talk to you on the phone. Are you ready? I am ready. It is like having sloppy joes for dinner like we are having tonight. Now, you mentioned that yesterday, <laughs> and you're going to have it the next tonight. day. Yeah, we're having it tonight. Got it set up. Got the potato buns. Everything's set to go. Any sides? Huh? Any uh, sides? Tater tots. Tater tots. Tater tots. Um, I mean, we're going to do it with a little cheese. Oh, we're there. We're there. That's what it's like to talk to Dynamite Dean. Yeah, I'm hungry. Leave me alone. I did my blood work today. I had to go to the... Oh, listen. So I go to the doctor, and uh, listen, I... I try to do my best, and I, you know, I got up really early, did my devotions, right? Got to the doctor, did everything, got there. Turns out he couldn't make it in. Wow. <laughs> so I did push. I'm a pusher. If you guys have not found like the other guy that does it, and I said, well, can they at least do the blood work? So they did do the blood work. So I was really glad because I hadn't eaten for a little bit, and uh, so the to way to celebrate is I'm doing the sloppy, sloppy joes. <laughs> See? And then they'll come back and they'll say, Dave. <laughs> okay, well, we'll deal with that later. Uh, all right, so bottom line, you can reach out to us. You know you can text us. You know you can call us. It doesn't matter whether it's an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. It's just not about the kvetching. And we don't it's, – it's not that we disagree with certain shows. We believe the premise of certain shows should be that. I just want you to understand that. It's just not our premise. But we totally support it. We support, you know, sometimes people have to come. They do have to do even more than venting. They have to get involved. They have to, you know, really participate. In our show, ours is a kingdom focus. And I'm going to, there's so many examples I can give you, but I can tell you the one thing that I would tell you about bumper stickers. You know, I said you can get one of our bumper stickers. If you can put a bumper sticker on the back of your car, what would be one message? Let's say it's the last message you could ever give anybody ever. What would be the one message you would put on there? Okay. Would it be political? Would it be about the country? Would it be about the kingdom? Would it be about your family? Would it be about your education? It's a very honest question to ask. Uh, you'll see why that will come into play. I think it's next Friday we're going to get into that. Uh, bottom line is if you want to reach out to us, you can do it. If you've got a praise report, we love it. Sam gave Samson gave such a great praise report yesterday, praying for somebody to help him, and then somebody showed up right away. Just a great praise report. If you've got a prayer request, let's get to it. We've been praying for uh, Annika. Everybody should still be praying for Annika that she's feeling better. Like I said, in the next segment, I think we're going to be praying for people to be uh, healed, to be touched, because we've got people that are really hurting. Maybe you've just got something you want to share. Maybe you have an answer to trivia. Maybe you have an answer to this trivia question. True or false, in the Old Testament, God destroyed the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because he could not find even 10 good people living there. True or false? Wow. Right? Wow. 
If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's see what else I was going to tell you guys. Okay, going to pray for healing in the next segment. Oh, don't forget to be praying for your neighbors. One of the things that the Lord's really been challenging me in is, you know, I have our neighbors. Our neighbors are really good, but, you know, and, and three of five are Christians, you know, kind of thing. But it's like I should be praying for them, and I don't do a very good job of that. So uh, I'm really working on that, so I'm dropping that on you guys as well. <laughs> Just because I love you. Don't forget about your February buddy. And a prayer for the audience. That's always got to take place. And yesterday mentioned yesterday's show was live. So if you didn't hear it, you can get into the podcast. And I uh, told you about the bumper stickers. Okay, that's that. That's that. I'm crossing out stuff to make sure I got it all done. All right. In the meantime, we're going to get into a little bit of teaching on John. And uh, we'll see what people come up with on the trivia, by the way. Trivia question, true or false, in the Old Testament, God destroyed the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because he could not find even 10 good people there. Now, you could substitute the word good for righteous because he could not find even 10 righteous people there. Is that true or is that false? We're going to be talking about the Apostle John. We've talked about the Apostle John before. It's not a uh, kind of a new thing. I want you to understand something about John. Uh, first of all, his name. Do you know what the name John means? It means God is gracious. Isn't that nice? It's like, oh, gracious, that's cool, right? So in Matthew, Matthew, one of Matthew's distinguishing uh, elements is he gave it all up for the, for the gospel. Mark's is about a lot of uh, restoration. Luke's is about a loyalty. But John is in his own planet. You're just thinking, what What do you mean? When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you notice that Matthew, Mark, and Luke have a very similar eyesight to them. That's why they're called synoptic gospels. They see things much the same. When John writes, it's like he's connected or related to Ezekiel. You're reading him going, what? What? He comes at it completely different. He starts off well, connecting to Genesis. I mean, he's just really just really got this whole different approach to it. And the reason is very specific. When John writes, and this is one of the reasons why he was the beloved disciple that he was, he saw Jesus, sees Jesus, and saw Jesus with more divinity than anything else. He sees the divinity of Jesus from word one in all of his writings. And so for people are like, well, Jesus didn't say he was God. Well, you've never read the Bible. Okay, that's my, my response to those people because they haven't. And I don't care if they're professors at seminaries or, or second grade teachers. I don't care. You, just, you still got to read it, and it's evident throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, specifically John in his multiple, 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 multiple references. John sees Jesus in this divinity mindset. What that should teach you and I is that while, we're, while we strive or seek to walk in a balance, when you see Jesus, there are different elements to see. There's the humanity side where he shares the pain. John acknowledges that. But there's the divinity side where he is above all. And we need to understand that that is who loves us. And John makes it 
absolutely clear, like I had mentioned, 98 times in his writing, he uses the phrase believe, and 90 plus times for love. It's just, it's amazing. So I want you to understand something. So there's uh, certain traditional things in church. I'm not teaching this as gospel, so be careful. This is gospel. He was this. He was the part of the second set of brothers called by Jesus. Remember the 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 brothers who were called. So you had you know Andrew and Peter. You had James and John. So you had two sets of brothers, right? In Matthew uh, four eighteen. Some in the church have. Uh, assumed or determined that John died of natural causes on Patmos. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not sure. Could be. Not. Doesn't seem to be the indicator. I don't know. Could be. Probably right. But he was a regular guy. He was a true blue fisherman. He was a normal guy who had a normal business, just a small-time business, trying to do the right thing in life. And he became this stellar apostle. Before you minimize yourself as, I'm just a gal, well, I'm just this person, or I'm just uh, this guy, or I'm just an average uh, housewife, or I'm an average uh, uh, guy who's trying to make it in the world. Before you get down those roads, you need to recognize that's what John was, just a regular guy, from a regular guy to super apostle. That's what happens when Jesus gets a hold of your life. Wow. All right, so true or false, in the Old Testament, God destroyed the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because he could not find 10 good people living there. That is true. Genesis chapter 18, verse 32, which commentators have said, well, let's see, it's Lot and his wife, and then his two girls, and then you would think the two husbands, that should be six, and they only had to reach out to four people to help them, and they didn't do that uh, either. Yeah, not the best, huh? All right, oh, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. So he gives the conclusion to the matter. He, he, he says in Ecclesiastes 2, I see this too I see is from the hand of God, for without him who can eat or find enjoyment to the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Only in God is there satisfaction. He says, this too I see is from the hand of God. Happiness is from the hand of God. Verse 13 in Ecclesiastes 3, that each of them may eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This is the gift of God. Happiness is a gift. Satisfaction is a gift. The graces for appreciating life at its fullness is a gift from God. And apart from God, it cannot be attained. Yaza! We're really going to the mat here, huh? So then you might say, okay, David, then what's the conclusion? What do you do then to get that whole process going? If, God, if only God can grant lasting happiness, period, what do we got to do? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Now all has been heard, and here is the conclusion of the matter. Don't you love that? I mean, you, the answer's right here in the same book. And here is the answer. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. If you want God to grant you the gift of happiness, you fear him and obey his commandments. 
People are like, oh, no, there's got to be something else. Isn't there medication involved? Isn't there grandchildren involved? Isn't there this involved? Isn't there relationships involved? Isn't there, uh, you know, uh, money involved and power and cars and houses and big TVs? No. Wasn't there food and wine? And what about all the medications? No. Well, what about becoming smart and brilliant and knowing and having degrees? No. You tell me partying does anything? Correct. You mean building a monument to myself does nothing? Correct. Happiness comes as a gift from God only. And so the conclusion of the matter is simple. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the duty of mankind. This is the requirement. Now, to fear God is to be in reverence of God, honor, respect, awe, and appreciation. Every day, are you in honor, respect, awe, and appreciation of God? Yes or no? And do we obey what he tells us to do? You want to be a successful Christian? Do what God says. I'll be a successful Christian. That means X amount of money in the bank. No, it doesn't. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't die and resurrect a billionaire. I mean, that's just dumb. The David Spin Experience. Amazing Grace. How sweet. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. So before we do our trivia or anything else, we're going to be praying for the audience. I just got a text from John, whose granddaughter is Nola. So I'm going to be uh, reading the text verbatim. I'm assuming it's all you know good to read. So I'm going to read this uh, text to you. We're going to pray for Nola. We're going to be praying for Annika, praying for our Gary. We're going to be praying for Mary, praying for Ace, praying for Deborah, praying for everybody that needs a touch, needs to be physically touched, encouraged, and strengthened. But let me read this to you from John regarding Nola. This comes from the mother, okay? So this comes from Nola's mom. Uh, which just came out. It's going to take a couple seconds, but listen. Doctors just came in and told me uh, no sign of infection. Get your game face on. No sign of infection. So assuming the CAR T is beginning to take effect, the cells are multiplying and starting to hopefully rapidly attack the cancer. Fever at 103 and the heart rate is up. So watching oxygen and blood pressure throughout the night, checking temperatures every two hours, and any neurological changes that I may see as a mom. So we want to be praying for Nola that the Lord will have impact there. We want to be praying for Annika who's doing better but not better enough. And we want to be praying for everybody else. Isn't that like the the key is to when you're hurting, you want people praying for you? Well, guess what? If you're not hurting, this is a great time to be praying for others. Because people that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People that pray for others will themselves be prayed for because what a man sows. That shall he also reap. So let's go into prayer and let's ask the Lord. Remember, this one thing about the Lord, and it's 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 not you're trying to pry it out of his hands. Okay, stop that. We need to stop that. It's petitioning with submission. That's what it is. And that's what we're gonna do. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and first and foremost, we thank you, we praise you, we uh, we admire you, Lord. We adore you. 
You're just absolutely awesome. You're just incredible. Your kindness, your patience with us. Oh, Lord. You put up with so much. And we are so blessed to be called your own. Uh, we pray for these people. These are our brothers, our sisters, our family members in the kingdom of God. We're praying for Nola because Nola's a, a young little girl who needs a miracle. And we need that miracle to come from you because as good as man is, not good enough. So we need a miracle from you, God. We pray for Annika because she's been going through a lot of pain. Just ask you to bring easement to that and that she would find deliverance. We just we pray for Gary. He's our brother. We love him in the Lord. We ask you to bless him, fill him full of strength, strengthen his frame. Pray for our brother Ace, that you would just free him from all disease. From for Mary, just that she would be strong in, in you. For each and every person, Lord. For Deborah, as she's going through certain recoveries and doing better, but Lord, we want her to be all the way better. We can't tell you what to do, but we can ask you, and we can keep on asking you, and we do. We ask you to demonstrate your glory, your grace, your mercy. We pray for these people and everybody else who hasn't even texted in or sent an email. We know there's a lot of pain out there, but you are the God of comfort. Please comfort them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. Uh, okay, so we definitely want to make sure that we stay on track with that and with one another and, and, and being a blessing to one another and so on and so forth. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach a little bit, uh, and then we'll uh, when we come back in the next segment, we'll do the trivia, and then we'll do the uh, history and all that other stuff. So I want to go back to this thing on John. Because I want you to understand something about John that's important to me because I think of John as like the, the longest, right? He's like... He's like Grandpa John, Great Grandpa John. <laughs> Funny thing is, Dave, that's the scripture I read this morning. Is it really? Yep. That's just amazing. See, you guys, you just just do the best you can before the Lord, and watch the Lord do all the stuff that uh, needs to be done. So there's John, and he's just uh, he's just uh, this is amazing, right? A normal guy. Da 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 da. But John had a couple of flaws, and I want to point that out. And I'm not saying that to diss on John. I think you guys know much better than that, right? But he did have a moment or two uh, that were, you know, maybe maybe not the greatest moments uh, ever. He was very protective of the group. That is not abnormal for people in churches. It's a little more normal for pastors and for uh, uh, elders to be that way. <laughs> typically. But in Mark chapter 9, verse 38, this is the text that uh, is spoken. It says, uh, teacher, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told them to stop because he was not one of us. <laughs> see, And see there, there, right there, that's that exclusivity kind of attitude. So that's the people that think, you know, they'll, you know, other people can be Christians, but their denomination's the best. Like, okay. No, Jesus' denomination is the best. Okay? And everything we're doing down here is like, uh, eh. You know, we're doing our best, right? But he had this exclusivity going on. And Jesus didn't want John to think that way. And so even though he was trying to be protective in that certain sense, 
You know, you have the First Corinthians 12, 21, 22. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. The Lord teaches us that what you think is not necessary and not useful might be more necessary and more useful. Sometimes, listen to this. This will blow your mind. Sometimes people that don't even go to your church pray for your church more than your pastor. You want to know why? Because that's what God does. Because he's in charge. He's the coordinator. And so it's 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 got to be a greater sense, especially especially as the church is, is going through a refining period and being challenged at every point left and right. Listen, the exclusivity is not towards people of the same faith. I mean, they might have a different background, but, 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 but by golly. You're blood relatives. And so Jesus rebuked John. And you think, well, that seems like a pretty good thing. Meh. Exclusivity and protecting the group to the point of exclusivity is how cults start. That's how the Pharisees got off track. It's the wrong way. And that's something that we need to be aware of. We need to have that. Oh, no, we've got to be much more inclusive. Not there are multiple ways to get to Jesus. There is one way or to get to heaven. There's one way. It's Jesus Christ. He is the door. He is the way. I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but my me. Once you are in the kingdom, the kingdom is broader than you think. But that's what we're saying. And John had to be corrected. Another thing he had to be corrected on, which I, I know you guys understand, but you got to be careful uh, about having a vindictiveness. I, did probably should, I probably should have just preached on this for an hour. Uh, here in Luke chapter 9, verse 54, when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? See that little pattern there? Exclusiveness and vindictiveness. Yeah, Not only are they not one of us, but we want them to turn into marshmallows. We want to make them some more sandwiches, so to speak. Like, uh, and Jesus, what did he say when he rebuked him? You don't even know what spirit you are. Don't do that. I mean, would you want somebody to do that to you? No. So it's like that that vindictiveness and that point of exclusivity. Don't do that. That's not what Jesus wants. Those are the those are just I got another negative, I'll teach it out when we come back. But those are negative characteristics. Hey, you know what? This absolutely amazing man of God had those. Right? Still a man of God. Still the great elder and the great apostle. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> 
No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from from authors and from actors and musicians. We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's uh, my you. privilege. I'm just, I just we got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, Good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers here yeah, in the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? She said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, when we prayed for people, if I did not include your name, it was not intentional. So do not uh, think of it in that terms. And I want to give props to Joanne and Cordelia because they brought up a great Bible reference. So I do, you know, after I read that, I thought, oh, that's really good. And so I would encourage people, if you're one of those people that are really hurting or really struggling, check out Psalm 103 and read those first couple of verses. It is powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Okay? All right. Uh, let's get to our trivia question see if you guys can get this one. Which biblical book... And you guys ought to get this one. Pictures all the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne as books are opened. Which book of the Bible demonstrates that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. We'll send you up to the website, as we often do at this particular time, to remind you that there's this big red donate button, and it ain't there for looks. Okay. It's there for a reason. So do us a favor and uh, use the reason. <laughs> that's how we say it. See, that's a great way to ask for money, right? Because you know, we will put gas in your car. No, we won't. 
We will put a chicken on your back. No, we won't. <laughs> we will send you a receipt. Yes. And if you didn't get one, send me an email because everybody <laughs> got one. And if you didn't get one, something's wrong. Uh, the check truth, out. The truth shall set us free. That's exactly. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Check out he must Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> I was thinking, that that's it? Yeah. See, I see you're getting as bad as I am, aren't you? You're just like sitting there going, there's got to be, there's got to be more. Now, again, I'm going to use this. I'm going to revert to Wednesday to explain what that sound was. That was me falling on my butt on Wednesday. With <laughs> nothing ice. in your hand. Boop. <laughs> Down he goes. I was telling Rob about this, my friend. And he goes, he goes, what was it like a straight off? I said, I said, you know how they're on a gurney in a hospital? <laughs> I said, it was one of those kind of <laughs> He was laughing. Uh, I love Miss Days. Uh, tomorrow's his birthday, so that's what I was uh, talking about. Anyway, uh, if you think you know the uh, trivia question, so now listen. You guys should know this trivia question, and for those of you that don't know this question, you should know it. What biblical book pictures all of the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne as books are opened? You gotta know. Yeah, gotta know. All right, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, I'm going to let my uh, good friend Dynamite D tell me, should we do joke or history? History. History. Let's do history. Let's go. Hey, a couple of cool things in this. We do have somebody calling in. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, today is Feed the Birds Day. Uh, I I not I don't think that's that. I think that's Feed the Birds as in Feed Birds, right? That's that that seems pretty normal. Today is National Carrot Cake Day, and I am a carrot cake fan. But then again, I am a fan of every cake. That's part of my own problems, right there. It is also uh, National Wedding Ring Day. And I will say that uh, uh, I I do not subscribe to you should go into debt to buy a wedding ring, but I do think that rings are important in the sense of they show or they have a sign or a token of, of love. I think that's important. I think personalized rings are really making a big comeback now. Not even expensive ones, but ones that are custom-y. True, very you know, true. They're, they're doing a little bit better. Uh, 1913 uh, was a terrible day in the United States. That's when the United States started the income tax. Did you oh, know wow. that? I did there, not know that. There was no income tax until 1913. None. The founding fathers probably would have went, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they probably had so many reasons for starting it. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't have big enough second houses, apparently. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, 1959 on this day is the day the music died. Rock and roll musicians Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. the Big Bopper Richardson are killed in a plane crash. Along with the pilot, Roger Peterson, uh, they were uh, preparing for the plane fight. Holly found out uh, they were going to take a bus. He joked, well, I hope your old bus freezes up again. And then they were like, I hope your plane crashes. And then th that event became known as the day the music died, which is a Don 
uh, McQueen song uh, referring to in the American Pie. You know, Bye Bye Miss America by 1971. Wow. So that's, you know, that's like, wow. All right, somebody is ready to answer a trivia question. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. How Hi, Don. I'm doing fantastic, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm I, making I, cookies for my Sunday school class. All right. You're making cookies. Are you making? Are you sending some over here? <laughs> well, sure. What kind do you like? Every kind, Don. Every every cookie that's ever been made is my friend. <laughs> well, this is experimental week. I'm I'm uh, my my. I'm famous for my peanut butter cookie, but I'm really it's not my it's not my recipe, but everybody loves it. But I'm trying to venture out and find some other things. But you know, we actually do coke, uh, oatmeal and chocolate chip and peanut butter. I'm going with yeah. peanut butter. What do you think? What do you think, D? I, I think peanut butter too. But I'll, when are we going to be able to put in our request, Dave? That's yeah. what I'm wondering. Right. Well, you got to let us know <laughs> when we put in our well, order. I'll call back later and I'll ask for your. <laughs> that's good. All right, that's fair. All right, my good friend, which biblical book pictures all of the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne as books are opened? Ooh, this is a good revelation. That is correct, you know. <laughs> The book of Revelation. That's right. It's like here. This is a revealing. Look at this. Check this out. What? That's what it is. Excellent. If people job. would really just listen to what the word says, it would wake them up. Because that is a for the unbeliever, it would be a very scary uh, passage to read. You know, it, what's what's amazing is that some people because they get afraid of not knowing how to interpret or whatever, they won't read. There's a great deal of people in Christianity who won't read the book because they're afraid of it. It's one of the few things in the entire Bible where it says you are blessed just for reading it. It's like really, it's like just reading, yeah. not even getting it out. Just read it. You'll you'll when the time is right, you'll get it. You know. Well, I I have been doing it your audio Bible reading for almost 17 years where you read along as they talk it. Yeah, yeah. And it's real. Oh, I say that's the best way to go, man. That's I a great way. Great way to do but it. With two cups of coffee. <laughs> Excellent job. Excellent right, job, my brother. Week. Weekend. All right, you too, bro. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Only us. We love our callers. Thank yeah, you. we do. All right, here we go. All right, so we got to talk about John. Now, now, listen, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to make anybody feel good or bad. I'm just telling you, this is this is this guy. He's this great guy who's been uh, apostle forever and a day, which is why second, uh, first John, second John, third John are all about him, especially second, and third John about him being the elder uh, of the church. He was the elder of the church. I mean, he was the last remaining apostle. I mean, he was the last guy of the of the tight three. There's a couple of things I want to mention about him that are just critical and one of the things i had already mentioned in the very beginning of the show and that is this guy when he was talking about different topics or different themes he targets the word love and believe multiple times what he doesn't do is say that the word love means whatever you feel man okay because that's the worldly definition of love so this is where dave has his little breakdown i always have the same spot and i'll always do it and that is 
you have to understand that truth must be at the foundation of the things that we do. Faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. But not if the love that you're operating in is worldly love or non-biblical love. And then that's not good. And biblical love, and I got a chance to share with this, with this guy that I mentioned that I talked to, biblical love includes rebuke. As many as I love, I rebuke, Jesus said. I was like, people were like, well, no, 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 no. It's, you know, love is love. No, love is not love. Only in the world is that is that even possible, and that's fully accepting of whatever anybody wants. And as soon as you say, so you, you love mass murderers, they're going, well, no, no, not mass murderers. Then you go, okay, well, then where's the limit? What's the limit? And it's like you just you start pinning people down. They start dancing. Here's the bottom line. John taught more about love than anybody. This is the guy who's telling us what love is. And real love, I love this. Oh, this definition of John 3.16, this, uh, you know, God's word translation is so good. You know, we always say God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? Can't, can't go wrong with it, right? But this translation says, God showed how much he loved the world by giving his one and only son. That just helps you understand how God demonstrated the love that he has for the world by giving Jesus Christ. It's like, oh, that's so good. And love is so powerful. Many waters cannot quench love, real love. And you can be estranged from somebody for years, and in a moment, God goes, ding. It's happened multiple times in my life. It's multiple times in the Bible. How did Joseph feel after his brothers just wrecked his life and he got this little revenge and after the revenge it's like i'll take care of you <laughs> it's like really because i was thinking maybe you'd you know make a rocket there in egypt or a big big arrow and stick them on it and then hit it and let them be sent off into the sky no and there's jesus on the cross right and what did he what did he what did he not say? Oh Lord, let every one of these people just reap it. I mean, just blister that. Jesus didn't say he said, forgive them, Father. They don't even know what they're doing. They have no idea. That's love. You go to First Corinthians thirteen, we talk about it all the time. Stick your name in there and see if you qualify. Let me know if you do. I don't. That's why I lean on grace. But I am seeking and searching to do better, continually trying to do a better job reflecting the image of Jesus Christ, right? John was the master of it. He was the master about teaching, about love, right? All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. 
Cowpoint is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Because if there is no resurrection, there is no eternal being. You understand? It's not like we all do an osmosis and become part of some gaseous cloud that hangs around Jupiter, and that's how we get one with the universe. That's rubbish. Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, and three days later was raised from the dead. And every single book in the New Testament testifies to that fact. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, Who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, already at our very last segment. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, here you go. This should be pretty straightforward. I'm not expecting a lot of difficulty for you guys on this one. Get ready, get ready. Get those Bible brains ready. In the book of Genesis, who nearly escaped death when Abraham was about to sacrifice him? Hmm? 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 And before you think, well, all those questions are just too easy. Yeah? How many suicides are in the Bible? <laughs> if you know that one, let me know. Uh, anyway, uh, if you think you know the answer, 972 That'd be the number to call, 214-210-8483. That would be the text. And then David at he must increase.org. One more time on the question, just to make sure you understand it. In the book of Genesis, who nearly escaped death when Abraham was about to sacrifice him. That is the question. In the meantime, we will do our jokes. 
uh, uh, one, okay, so sometimes people, you know, get take offense because they like to outline their property. <laughs> Do you like that one? That's, I'm already rolling, right? I'm rolling. All right. Here's the here's a warm up. This is not the joke. Here's a warm up. Definition of Christmas: the celebration of the birth of Christ, which invariably falls during the busiest shopping season day of the year. That's just a cutie. All right, ready? You got the two jokes. Here we go. Here's the first one. Okay. And don't get offended. And if you get offended, stop it. Right? This is a joke for our uh, Catholic friends who listen to us as well. This is a pretty good one. So just listen. There has long been a rumor that W.R. Grace Company was going to buy the Fuller Brush Company. And then Mary Kay Cosmetics would then merge with the Hale Business Systems. This would result in the new mega corporate entity known as Hail Mary Full Grace. <laughs> Hail Mary Fuller Grace. Come on, Grace Fuller Mary. Uh, Hail. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, guy was uh, working with the horse. I think we should name this cult Theophilus. Theophilus. Trainer said to the cult's owner, a famous preacher, why, asked the owner, does he remind you of the recipient of the book of Luke's and Acts? Not really, said the trainer. Rather, he's just the awfulest horse I've ever seen run. The awfulest. Theophilus. No! <laughs> I got to agree with you on that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You guys tune in. <laughs> I just like playing with the sound effects. Thing. I know. It. You can care less about the jokes. That's what's so funny. All right. Let's uh, do the trivia one more time and then get to the test. Oh, they were funny. Lighten up. In the book of Genesis, who nearly escaped death when Abraham was about to sacrifice him? You guys should know that answer. If you think you know, 972 you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. So there's two last things I want to say about John. One of them is just lights out fantastic, amazing, right? All right. Let's just talk about this, how much he was trusted. John was trusted by Jesus. How much was John trusted? Now, just listen to what I'm saying. By Jesus. John 19, 26. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. Jesus inserted John into the physical family picture because he had such confidence in John. Even though John had a couple of boo-boos and made some mistakes and kind of joined on the bandwagon with him and James were like, hey, we want to sit in really nice positions and had some vindictiveness in him and had some, you know, some uh, protectiveness, uh, ex not being inclusive but exclusive kind of thing. He was still the guy. He was still the guy that Jesus loved so much. How much did he love him? John 13, 21 through 30. After he'd said this, Jesus was troubled and said very, very I truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, ask him which one he means. 
We don't even think of this story. This is John writing about himself. And Peter knows how close John is to Jesus. So Peter goes, hey, John, ask him, who's he talking about? Verse 25, leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Everybody knew how close Jesus and John were. I mean, do you have to understand? From the twelve, from there's there's a ton of disciples, but from the seventy, there's twelve. From the twelve, there's three: Peter, James, and John. How many times did Peter, James, and John? How many times were they the only ones involved in the scenario? Right, like on the Mount of Transfiguration. Right, that's one. That's not the only time that happened. There were multiple times. And then from the three, Peter, James, and John, there was the one. And the one was so close to Jesus that Peter, one of the three, is like, John, ask him. Ask him. What I think that people misunderstand is that Jesus, by reading the Gospels, you get the understanding that John was exceedingly close to Jesus. How close to Jesus was he? When he wrote the book of Revelation and Jesus showed up in chapter 1, the last time John had seen Jesus, he was raised. Then when he sees him in Revelation chapter 1, he's in this whole nother glorification. He manifests himself to his best friend, essentially. And John was blown away. describing just think about that you would see jesus you'd see the physical form of jesus you'd see him glorified you're already freaked out because he's raised from the dead he's already proven and demonstrated his his ability his greatness and then in revelation chapter one he manifests in the way that he does and you're just looking at him going wow so not only is john loving and, and a bigger reference to love than than anybody he's trusting because jesus entrusts his mother to john's care and he's intimate with jesus you want to know why john was so powerful long lasting because he was close to jesus does that mean that everybody who's close to Jesus, that means that they're going to live for him? No, this is just one of his characteristics. And he didn't get farther away. He just kept getting closer and closer. So as Christians, you know the Lord and I know the Lord. Let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, maybe we know him at a 1 or 2. <laughs> I have doubts about that. <laughs> John obviously knew him at a four or five. When he saw him in Revelation, he probably knew him at a six. <laughs> it's like you understand there's so much more there. But there's more to go. And so the Lord uses John, a true blue regular guy, gets a hold of him. John has his moments. He has a couple issues. You know, he's got that vindictive little thing going on. He's got the power thing going on. He's got the exclusivity thing going on. But more important than the negative are these positive aspects where he's got this lovingness going on where he, he makes that all about his writings, loving and believing. This trusting issue that he's so trustworthy, Jesus can entrust his mom to John's care, even over his brothers, by the way. And that he's 
intimate with Jesus. The 12 to 3 to 1. And I love to think of it this way. And yeah, it's, it's fun to say, but in Revelation chapter 1, John saw his best friend. But he saw him in a way that he just didn't think possible. That's what Jesus will do. He'll show himself to you in ways you don't even think are possible. Well, how do you not love him? In the book of Genesis, who nearly escaped death when Abraham was about to sacrifice him? And the answer is Isaac. Isaac escaped. We get Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides in that same text. I think it's uh, Genesis twenty two fourteen as well. Jehovah Jireh, I'm pretty sure. All right. Be blessed on the weekend. Be safe. Don't be goofy. Enjoy your life with the Lord and with one another. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I've been taking a 70 and a one-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.